0: Welcome to the Jenny Catcher Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, everyone. Great to be with you again on the Leadership Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, today, I don't have a special guest with me. Instead, I wanted to spend a couple minutes on a topic that I'm pretty passionate about, spend a lot of time coaching and consulting others on the topic of culture. You've heard me talk about it a time or two and probably hear my voice kind of uh, like peak whenever somebody brings up the subject of culture because I think it's pretty important. And I think it's one of the things that we tend to give a little less attention to sometimes because frankly, there's a lot going on, right? Right. So I want to spend just a few minutes today talking about culture. What is it? Why does it matter? And then I want to give you a really simple framework for you to begin thinking about how to create a thriving culture that attracts and retains great people. Because I'm pretty sure that's what you hope for, whether you're leading staff or volunteers, that you want to create an environment that attracts and retains great people. We know that when we have a team aligned and working together, It produces momentum that oftentimes can't be stopped. And uh, so I'm suspecting that that's what you hope for, and I hope this conversation gives you just a little more insight into that. So when you hear the word culture, I mean, there's a lot of different contexts we can put culture in. Today, I'm talking about culture in the context of a team. And when we're just thinking about culture in general, it's really not hard to spot, if you think about your favorite places to shop or maybe your favorite brands and products, your favorite place to relax and hang out, I'm sure some places are coming to mind just as I say that. And the, the, the odds are that these products and these environments have something in common. And it's simply that they engage you. That there's something about that environment, anthropology, ladies. Um, whether you're the Starbucks kind of person or the local coffee shop kind of guy, uh, there's something about the environment that you really are drawn to. Could be the energy, the atmosphere, the quality, the attitudes of people, or any combination of the above, but there's something about the experience and the environment that draws you in and keeps you coming back, and that's the essence of culture. And so similarly for us, the environments we create with our teams are, are creating cultures and they're either attracting or repelling people. This is where everything rises and falls on leadership, right? So we have to own the responsibility for the culture of our team. You've been a part of teams with extraordinary cultures, I hope, at some point in your journey. And you've probably also been a part of a team with kind of terrible culture. And in those strong cultures, I'm motivated, energized, I'm engaged, I'm fully committed, like I am all in, I want to be there. But in a bad culture... I lack motivation, I'm kind of drained of energy, I'm disengaged, and I'm always looking for the quickest way out. Can you relate to that? Daniel Coyle, who's the author of the book The Culture Code, describes culture as a set of living relationships working together toward a shared goal. A set of living relationships working together toward a shared goal. And Webster's uh, Dictionary's definition is, culture is the beliefs and customs of a particular group a way of thinking, behaving, or working that exists in a place or an organization. So I want you to think about those two quotes for a minute, and notice that there's something that they have in common. That in in Daniel Coyle's definition, it's a set of living relationships. In the Webster's definition, it's the customs of a particular group, meaning a group of people. Culture is all about people. And so even those of us who are task-driven have to recognize that when we want to create culture, people have to be front and center. I'm sure you've heard the old adage that people don't quit jobs, they quit people. And we could go further and say that they quit cultures that drain the life out of them. So culture matters, doesn't it? Like, it's a big deal. We're made to belong, and that's one of our core human um, needs, our core core human longings is to belong. And the culture of your organization or your team communicates whether we belong. Do I fit here? Do I have a place? Am I valued? Do I resonate with this group? When we create cultures that connect others, we're actually, I think, partnering with God, not to mention creating a place that we just enjoy doing work or ministry together. And so I think as leaders, when we understand that culture isn't just this fluffy thing that we kind of do because it's necessary, but we recognize that when we create great cultures where people feel like they belong, that we are helping them use their God-given gifts to advance a mission that they're excited about. And there's a partnership with God that kind of happens in that equation. We get to take the gifts and the talents and the experiences and opportunities that God has given us and others and use them for the glory of God. And the good of others. So culture is pretty remarkable. But what's the problem, right? Any of you have too much time on your hands? Probably not. There's The to-do, the to-do list is probably a lot longer than you have hours in a day. Uh, you probably don't have more staff or volunteers than you know what to do with. You're probably always feeling a little shorthanded. So the challenge for us in creating culture is that we're busy. Our plates are full. Um you probably feel like you're surviving from week to week and so the idea of giving space for culture shaping is like okay Jen that sounds awesome except that I've got like I've got stuff to get done so this idea of spending time on the fluffy stuff of leadership and culture all the things that Jenny Catherine loves feels a little like you know kind of a pie in the sky idea but I really believe it's critical and I really believe it's worth your time because when you can create cultures that, that people want to be a part of, that's going to create alignment and it's going to lead to momentum that allows you to experience the goals and the success that you're hoping for. So I want to give you just a simple framework today to get you thinking about how to create culture. Now, here's an equation for you. Values times behavior Equals culture. So write that down. Values times behavior equals culture. Now many of you have probably heard, you know what, values, you know, values, you know, you got to have your values and you've probably written some of those and then you've put them on the walls and all of those things are good, but values don't equal culture. Values times behavior equals culture. And that's the distinctive that I want you to get because we can talk about what we value all day long, but if we are not behaving in in congruence with those values it just kind of ends up statements on a wall so here's three things that i want you to do to kind of live out this equation the first one is to take inventory of your values so they are important it is really critical because they're the they're the starting point and every people unit has values. If you came here to my home, you would see that I love learning because books are everywhere. In fact, I actually have a library and it is full. I love it. It's like such like my one of my favorite things. Sports equipment is scattered everywhere because my husband and I love um, health and we value health and exercise. And so you would quickly see the things that are important to the Catrins. So I want you to take a few minutes and list what your team values. Like if you were to walk in new, say a new person comes on your team, what would they say you value by what they observe? What would your environment, what would your atmosphere say about what you actually value? And remember, culture is what you do, not what you say. That's a big thing. Culture is what you do, not what you say. This leads to that behavior part of the equation, right? Right. So I want you to list the things that are currently true. What are the values that are actually true? And you might cringe because there's going to be some that are good and you want to keep those values and then there're going to be some that you're like, "Oh, we have been unintentionally valuing this because this is what people experience." So, list of things that are currently true. And then create a list of your aspirational values, the things, the things that you want to be true about your team, but for whatever reason, maybe you haven't put enough attention on it, they aren't true right now. And then distill those values to about five to seven, that would be my max, five to seven values that you say these are essential for our team to succeed. This is what we need to be true about us. And then the second thing I want you to do is I want you to codify your values. I want you to put those, those um, uh, memorable phrases, that, that uh, language that you know, is a little bit insider-like, but it helps your team understand what you mean about that value. So codify those values. Give them fun, memorable language. This is a great activity for you guys to do as a team uh, because it helps everybody kind of own those values. And then the third piece, which is the really critical piece, is to define the behaviors associated with those values. And this is critical, because how you need to define how will we behave in congruence with these values. See, good communication, that was one of the values that my team had at one of the churches that I led. We had a, a value around communication, and we said, you know what? Different people could interpret what good communication means, right? Good communication for you could mean something then different from somebody else. And so then we defined behaviors that we said, this is what good communication means for us. Uh, One of those was that we would think, who needs to know, what do they need to know, and when do they need to know it? So that we would be thinking about other team members when we're ready to take action on something. Or we said, you know what, we will reply to email within 24 hours. That's our commitment to one another. That's a good communication practice that we are committing to one another. A third thing we said is that we're going to seek out information. We're not going to wait to be told. If I have a hint that you've got something going on over in your department, I'm going to go ask questions because I want to make sure I just have what I need to serve you well or to partner with you or whatever the case might be, that we're going to be proactive and seek out information to help and serve one another. So those are just a couple examples of ways that you can start to define what do I mean by this value Um, How will we behave and know that we're actually living out that value uh, in a way that's congruent with what we mean when we say, like in this case, good communication, right? So those are the things I want you to be thinking about this week. How can you create an extraordinary culture that great people want to be a part of, that attracts and retains great volunteers, great staff members, that people are drawn to so you have your pick of the best people? And we do that when we create cultures that are irresistible. See, at the end of the day, I believe that leadership shapes human lives. I believe it is sacred work that Culture is all about people. It's all about recognizing that we as leaders have a responsibility to create cultures that engage people, that connect them, help them live out their gifts and their talents because everyone wants to be a part of something meaningful. They just need a leader to lead the way. And you have the power, you have the influence in your circle to create a culture that engages people this way. You have the power to change and affect the lives of others And so, we need you to lead with all of who you are for the glory of God and the good of others because it matters. Culture matters. So, I uh, just want to encourage you with that today. Be thinking about that. So, one, take inventory of your values. Two, codify your values and three define the behaviors associated with those values and that is going to move the dial on your culture within your team now be patient this doesn't happen overnight but you will see change if you begin to put intentionality towards creating the culture that you really want if you want to take this a step further, if you hop on the website, getforesight.com, there is a culture workbook. It's right on the front page when you log in or when you sign on. And um, you can check that out for free and just kind of walks you through some of these steps for creating great culture. So have an amazing week. Thanks for joining in. I would be so grateful if you would uh, rate, review, um, subscribe send this to a friend because that just helps us so much in continuing to get the word out and to share the thoughts and ideas that are in our minds and to interview some great guests also. So I hope you have an awesome week. Keep leading well, my friends, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.